0: Keyshawn, J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings
1: from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. A ah, beautiful morning here in New York City. Keyshawn J Will Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott in this morning. WWL and ESPN radio on the calls there that you just heard. And we're watching that playback again as the Packers avoid having to go to overtime because John Harbaugh and the Ravens go for it again, two point conversion to get the win at the end of regulation, instead of taking it to OT. So the pack get the win, they win the division Aaron Rodgers ties, Brett Favre for most touchdowns thrown in franchise history. And right now, as we've talked about, who do we trust team wise in the NFC, Would the Packers be, would they have the highest percentage of trust right now as far as a team that can get all the way to L.A.?
2: Yeah, because they have that guy named Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. They have Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'd be crazy not to say if it's Tom Brady up against Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. We need that again, don't we? But I I, I can't bet against Brady. That's the only person
1: that. The game's at Lambeau. It was at Lambeau last year. But I'm saying, again. It was at Lambeau last year. With all the, with the injuries, everything else. The games at well, Lambeau. Well, see, that's a different
2: – see, I, I'm not talking about the injuries. I'm see, just saying – Where the
1: Bucs were last year at Lambeau is a different place than they well, are I'm, right I'm now. I'm
2: saying if, if they're full arsenal, then I'm not betting against Brady in that situation. But if they don't have everybody at their expense, mm-hmm. then I'm going with
1: Aaron Rodgers. Well, why I say it again is because we don't know Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay. Yeah. It'd be hard-pressed to see him walk off the field – a loser at Lambeau one more time when there's another down left, like we saw last year. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know if I can see that. So when you talk about which quarterback you'd believe in more in a head to head situation, this time around, after what happened last year, I almost feel like knowing Rogers, the pettiness that he's about the drama that he's about. I can't see him walking off that field, a
2: loser. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't care what anybody says. I take a Rod over Patrick Mahomes. You can think I'm crazy all you want to. I played 10 years in the league at wide receiver. I know who I would want throwing me the football, and that would be Aaron Rodgers. That's a mild take. That's not a hot take.
0: Yeah, he's been, a, he's be, he's been, he's been, he's been a better quarterback than, than Patrick Mahomes. But, you Mahomes. know, you have a lot of
2: people out there that, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're yeah. so – well, they, with this they, new wave, they, they, oh, Patrick Mahomes. And that's nothing against Patrick Mahomes, no. but A-Rod has been doing it at a consistent level for a long time without the arsenal I mean, that you, Brady
0: has. You, you, can go, you can go with the checklist, right? Yeah. arm. You know, I'll take. Listen, I know everybody wants to talk about the no look passes and all that stuff. I don't care about all that. Yeah, I mean, and really, like. You know, that's been happening, right? A-Rodgers, he's been doing that. You talk about mobility. You talk about clutch. You talk about being, able to, plays. Yeah, talking about being able to read defenses. Like, nobody reads defenses better than Aaron Rodgers. He's almost laughing half of the time he's back there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's, he's, he, he knows what you're doing, right? Because he can smoke you out. You talk about all the little things. Being able to catch 12 men on the field. You know, I need, I need a quarterback that can speed up, you know, slow down the tempo, get everybody lined up. And he does it with less weapons. Now, I know Devontae Adams is just as good, if not better, than than Hill, but you know you go there, then you got to go advantage, you know advantage from from a standpoint the, for the big part to to the roster in in Kansas
1: City. Does he, so right now he'd be the leading candidate for MVP. I know we do this every week; it seems to changes.
0: Man, listen, if this a guy Jonathan Taylor keep balling, man, I, I, I might I might go with him. If if, if he get if he get, if he can if, if he can put up if he can get close to
2: two thousand, I mean, because Aaron Rodgers is good, man, but. See, my thing is that if, if, if A-Rod leads them to the number one seed, then I think it's going to be him. Now, with, with Jonathan Taylor, that's not a bad call, but I ask you this. If Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, are we even talking about Jonathan Taylor? We, we thought, not, but he right we behind. We thought him. that a couple
1: of, remember, right before he got hurt, we were thinking, is this guy the MVP? Look at him; he's the dominant, most dominant offensive player in the game. And I'm not—I yeah. ta-
2: don't want to take anything away from Jonathan Taylor I th- because I think he's a phenomenal back. Yeah. he can do it receiving the football and, and his rushing offensive the football line too. They, yeah, offensive see, but, line see, is, I thought, is
0: phenomenal. But I thought Henry was going to run out of gas and get hurt eventually anyway. I mean, you he such- still led the league in carries. Yeah. Like, and he was out for a month. Yeah. And he still led the league in carries. They were putting all their eggs in that basket. And eventually, when you're that big, you eventually break down. We see it happen with all the best on so whether you want to talk about Eddie George. Well, Brandon Jacobs was always on a pitch count. But, like, you talk about the overusage. You know, we've never seen a guy dominate and have this many carries for three straight years. Jonathan Taylor, I think, was sharing – you know, before Mac was getting some carries, Hines Himes, was getting yep. carries. And now, like, it's you, you want to make sure that your running back is strong going into the postseason because as everybody else breaks down, it looks like he's getting stronger. I mean, listen, that home run hitting in Billy, when he came, when he broke through the line. he's fast. He looked at at, at J.C. Jackson. <laughs> he was striding. And J.C. Jackson's like, all right, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. He's like, man, all right, man, I'll let you, dog. <laughs> Watch out. He's like, really, really? We, we going to do this? Listen, uh-huh. You going to make, me, you gonna make me go to yoga. fifth gear?
2: He does yoga, man. <laughs> Which well, is pack beneficial out there. I mean, Football. I
0: think I think we have to give some real consideration. And Debo, well, Debo Samuels as well, man. Like what he's doing out there. I think a lot the they of they're underrated. How yeah, there's a West Coast bias. Underrated. West yep. Coast bias going on out there.
2: Yeah, well, you but, know what but I think. Right now, top three is okay. in, in no particular order: uh, Tom Brady, okay, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Brady yeah.
0: just disqualified itself with that performance. That was, that was horrible, right? Ooh. Because he has two of everything. And it's about making sure that you have the great moments. Well, he he, had lost. Opportunity.
1: he But he also lost I a don't lot ca- of guys okay. he relies
0: on really, early in really. the game. Listen, everybody in the league has done that. Everybody in the league has lost everybody. Lamar Jackson lost everybody, but, right? But, you can't say he's just out er- of
2: it because of one game, though.
0: That, but, listen, when you come down to the final games, it's about what you do on the big stage because we know the race is close, right? Uh, A-Ron a- had, a, a- 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 had a great performance. Right. So he hasn't had any flat performances or not none that we can think of. And this was on primetime, you know, TV. Even right? against uh, the team. Texas zero. This. Let
2: me say this. Yeah. Against the same team yeah. and Roger Stumble. I understand it was the first game of the year. Ooh. But against the same. We don't same, even remember that. But but I, I understand that. That game was in
1: Jacksonville. But, that is Cursed but Land, but land I, but right I, now. But I
2: understand that. But against the same opponent.
1: Yeah. Okay, Aaron Rodgers struggled. All right, and we, you're right, and it's recency bias, which it usually is. So the Packers are the first team to clinch a playoff spot, which means they have the hottest playoff ticket right now. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about what it means to win the division. I think in moments like this, it's important to, uh, as much as you win with class, You have to savor these a little bit. These are, these are special. It's just the first step in our goals. But um, a lot of times a coach speak, and I'm not saying Matt did this, but a lot of times there might be coach speak that takes over and says, Hey, you know, this is okay. This is just one goal and we have bigger goals and stuff. But I think it's important to keep that perspective on how special uh, accomplishing this is three years in a row. And so just to enjoy it, to savor it, savor these moments. These are, these are special moments. What message is he sending there, man? Is he playing with us with this? Like, savor these moments. You never know when it's... Like, I know he's not saying it, but it sounds to me like he's saying these things He's a things troll, like, man. He's you don't a troll. know when we're going to have this again. We he, should enjoy this likes while the we attention. can. He's an attention whore. He loves attention. You think? Yeah, yeah. He loves he's, attention. He is the biggest diva in the NFL. I think biggest if, diva in the I NFL. I think if they he's, win... He's, it makes it more entertaining.
0: I think if they win, I just think that it's the right time to walk away if he wins because he's accomplished everything they need to. You mean win the Super Bowl, win yeah, it Super all? Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest travesty or the biggest you know, um, indictment on him is the fact that you know for him to be as great as he's supposed to be and where his place in history is, he's only won one Super Bowl, right? So he's right there to me, like him and Drew Brees are still neck and neck when you talk about greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Because you look at Drew Brees, he has all the records and he has one Super Bowl. Right and, and you to be able to move up to that next tier in the Hall of Fame because I think is I think it's different rooms in a, in the Hall of Fame. Not everybody, not all Hall of Famers are created equal. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's trying to get in the Peyton Manning house, right? You know, and he needs. You talking about floors, right? Yeah, floors. There's yeah. there's
1: floors in yeah. the building. It's
0: Brady at the top, you know, looking so down. In the he got his own looking down on everybody. Yeah, yeah you look at his bathroom for a long time, right? You got you got to try and get into the Joe Montana house. You know what I mean? You got to be able to try and get into Peyton Manning's house because I think Joe Montana and, 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 and Peyton Manning are in the same house simply just because Peyton and what his offense has done and the high level and the, the football acumen that he had, mm-hmm. right? I always said the hard, it was always harder going against Peyton Manning than it was going against Tom Brady because Tom Brady was all about execution and precision. You know, you, you when you were going against Peyton Manning, it was like you were physically exhausted with the – football acumen so you were you were just tired of him like you go in the first quarter you know red or blue mean one thing then the second quarter means something else and you going back you think you smart like hey man he said yellow man yellow man left, and you go in there like hold up man yellow like hold, man like, look man don't tell me nothing you don't feel <laughs> looking like a dummy like yo why you go left but he said it was yellow and yellow was no a- no nah, nah, yellow means like
1: so like it was did you ever yell to him though? No, like like did you ever say anything to peyton during a game for doing that, because you were you were a talker.
0: No, nah, I ain't, I ain't never say nothing to Peyton. No, no, nah, no. Nah, I was too busy thinking. I was like, I felt like <laughs> I was taking my SAT. You know what I'm What's the
2: worst thing that you said to somebody on the field, Bart? I can't, I can't even. I can't. Because me and, yeah. like, I think I I was a. I, I, I know, talked a lot of mess. That's why, why I never say. wore a mouthpiece. So me and Bart probably. There's some stories. There's some
1: stories we're gonna have to dive into. But, yeah, but coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> Did My the Ravens
0: like, yeah, Bart, <laughs> make the right
1: call for going for two? We'll discuss that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who
4: get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike. I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. John Harbaugh has done this type of stuff all year long. Just
1: gonna try to get the win right there. And
5: in, in overtime, I think our chances of winning right there were a little bit higher than in overtime. Felt good about it. Felt we had a good play.
1: And again, they made a really good play. I got to give that safety a lot of credit. Why get married, pimping? Why? I gotta, I gotta go right to the Dr Pepper Twitter feed
0: because it's always somebody and Harry. Man, wait! Don't be putting my don't be putting my Instagram name up there, man. I don't want nobody at me. Oh, that ain't my Instagram name, anyway. That's cool.
1: All right,
5: <sighs> bro. That's tw- your Twitter let just, name. Let me just man. get to this oh,
1: point. Okay. First it's of all, it's called a Twitter handle. <laughs> Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott, Dan Olasky joining us in studio. How you doing, Dan?
5: <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I'm great.
1: So, so we were I like just talking
5: combination like that combination. With the, I, sweater. I'm a big sweater guy. Yeah, that's I feel a, like it's heavy. Like that that's time a heavy
0: rib, though. I, I bet he got a lot of back butter in here right now because I know he's
1: sweating. <laughs> He called it back butter. First of all, I never have back butter. You know me better. (laughs) He going to a Christmas party. Yeah, that's been. (laughs) I kind of was going with the vibe, but it was so cold this morning. Right there, this is like an eighties. It is cold out here. You guys are too young to understand what this was like back. I like that these gap sweaters. So uh, we were just talking about best quarterbacks, and we were ranking them and talking. And you said Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL, and you said no disrespect to Patrick Mahomes. Facts. Oh, apparently. Somebody on Twitter felt like that was disrespectful. What did they say? I see you clowns want to hate on Patrick Mahomes. Tell him I said shut up. We don't want to hear nothing else about him. Like, what is this? You don't even have to finish it, huh? It's just, just funny. The, the national media is atrocious. Fake news. Wow.
2: Fake news? You
1: play the game? This stuff is yes. just hysterical. I played the game. You yeah. played the game, but uh, Yeah, I played why the game. Why in the hell would we listen to him? Uh, it's just funny to me. Like, I do it because I find it funny. And I like calling out people for being dumb. Exactly. That's pretty much why I do it. Then. Do you think right now Aaron Rodgers, right now, is playing the best of any quarterback in the league? Yeah, and he has been. I mean, really. Big news. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I mean, since last year, really. You know, since I mean, got through for 48 touchdowns last season, and he's only picked up where he left off this season. I, I would say, like, Aaron makes two or three throws a game that should not be possible. And I don't understand, I was saying this this morning to Greeny, I don't understand how Aaron makes those throws. Like the one that he threw to, I think it was MVS on that crossing seam yesterday. The the deep over. Yeah, the deep over. That one one blew my mind. I don't understand how he makes those (laughs) throws, but also doesn't throw more than four interceptions in a season. You know, I could go the whole season and not throw more than four interceptions, but the ball's not going past three yards down the field. You know, like I'm just (laughs) dinking and dunking. And him making those three or four throws a game that just – should be impossible yet never turning the ball over is the thing that I probably like again marvel at the most yesterday I thought his ball handling was ridiculous um but yeah he's he's playing that position it's him and Jonathan Taylor for MVP in the NFL right now
1: see Great yeah, great that's exactly like. what we were just talking about. A Tom few minutes Brady ago.
0: disqualified himself yesterday because you're not to be able to put a point with all. Listen, he had enough weapons to still be able to win yeah. He did a football not
2: disqualify game. himself. He you did. can understand. Tom Brady no. has, the I think, three of the easiest games left where he could just pass stats. No, nah, no, nah, but, but to me, it's, it's
0: like he lost in a big moment on a national stage. I understand. And he that. went over. You can't be the best but at I'm scoring. I'm trying to
2: tell him that earlier in the year, and I understand it was earlier in the year. What you just t- said about Aaron Rodgers? He actually had that kind of game against the same defense. That's did, what I'm saying, Did, did he put up what zero? Did he put up zero? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, did I, he, I understand it was the first game of the Did game. he put up
0: zero? Did he put up zero? No. Zero? No. Yeah.
5: Taysom Hill is the guy that co- kept you from getting a, <laughs> getting a dub. Like, I mean. Don't be getting of leaned, aggressive with me, Bart. <laughs> I kind of lean towards agreeing with Bart a little bit on this one. I think t- last night two things could be true. They missed their stars. No A.B., no Evans, no Goblin for most of the game mattered. Tom played poorly, and so did Gronk. I would say there are two stars that were there played poorly, so I kind of lean towards Gronk. I, I don't know got, if it's like a full disqualification, but... He had that one for a long time of that game, too, right? Jonathan Taylor's got a huge game this weekend mm-hmm. against Arizona that's going to be on national television, that if he has another buck seventy two hundred, and I think he's going to, that's going to give him another bump. And then Rodgers in Green Bay... Having the chance to secure and lock up the one seed in the next couple weeks is also going to give him kind of like – I get the easy games, but the easy games we're going to expect Tom to throw for three. Aaron's my MVP. Okay, He's my MVP,
2: but I I do like what Bart said earlier. Um, I understand that he didn't have the weapons – but if you are that great of a quarterback, you still should be able to make it happen. We've seen so Hall like of Fame quarter. You still Mark had your Hall that. of
0: Fame t- tight end there with you. That yeah. should be enough. He didn't play good. I mean, hell. I know. Ball, Seven drops yesterday. He
2: normally catches.
0: Yeah. And it's like one of those things. Like when you, We all go against those opponents. We always have those styles make fights. And you know when they go against the Saints, the way that they play defense, mm-hmm. we've always played Tom Brady. I understand, listen, if you play off, he's going to kill you, right? Yep. They're going to have these quick slants. He's going to kill you death by a thousand paper cuts. You got to get up in, in those receivers' face. You got to throw off their timing. You got to dare to compete. And you got to get at his feet. Right. They were at his feet a lot. And he starts seeing ghosts early on in the game. And that's how you got to get to him. You got to get body blows. It doesn't matter if you give up big plays. You get to him, then his clock, his eternal clock, speeds up, and he starts rushing just a little bit, and it forces him to be accurate every time. That's how he got baited to a couple of those interceptions late in the game. And, you know, you saw that he started looking. And, listen, we we talk about all these other quarterbacks. We we talked about Mahomes when he struggled, when he had some of his stars out. He had enough stars to beat Taysom Hill to be able to put up more than nine points. So that's his disqualification. Jonathan Taylor beat, you know, we always talk about Bill Belichick. He takes away what you do best. Right, where well, they couldn't take away Jonathan Taylor. Right, so that 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 means that he won in spite arguably one of the best defensive minded coaches in the history, and he he made it laughable because they didn't have a chance, and they had all their stars, and they had the game plan. It just didn't work out.
1: All right. So meanwhile, though, so the, so Rodgers and the pack get this win, but it Man. comes down to yet another two point conversion fail for the Ravens in a decision to go for it. So Dan. What did you think of this decision again to go for it? And also Harbaugh's reasoning sounded a lot like it was two weeks ago Mm -hmm. uh, against Pittsburgh. So what do you think of this? And the guys talked about how they didn't like the play call. What do you think of the decision and then the play call?
5: It's the right decision. I agree with the decision. And I don't mind the play call. Mark Andrews was uncoverable in that game. And you're banking on your best player. You're trying to, to, to take a young quarterback. You're sprinting half the field. It's minimizing his options, yes. But Mark Andrews was literally dominant in that game. They could not stop him. So I don't mind the play call at all. This is why the analytics community, and, and I, do, I don't want to separate the communities, football and analytics, but this is why when you're down 14 and you score, the analytics community says in the fourth quarter, go for two in that moment. Because then if you get it, an extra point wins the wins the game for you. Or if you miss it, you can still tie the game with the two-point conversion. So that's kind of what the, the philosophy is on it. I so... True story, Allie, our producer for Get Up, was after the 1 o'clock games, we did a phone call, and she said, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on Green Bay-Baltimore. said, I'm not going to watch that game that much. And I was like, this is going to be a blowout. Like, Baltimore has no business being in that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I even more so agree with going for two, because you don't have – down. you were down 10 in the fourth quarter. You have no business being in that game. So I, I, I think it's the right call. I don't mind the play call at all. It just happened that Green Bay made that play. I have, I have a big – problem I with hate, the play call because play it gives ball. you less options. Like, first thing
0: for a defense player, first key that lets me know that you're about to do the sprint pass is the fact when you motion that tight end backside and he's off the ball. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy. I know he's there to make sure that I can't blitz off the backside. I know you're about to sprint out. And then understanding that Hollywood Brown is wide open behind him That should be option two. But I need, you know, somebody from the backside coming to his vision to give him a second option because what happens is he's not the most accurate quarterback. And you're asking a guy who's a guy, you know, I know he's played well, to throw into a tiny space where that window is supposed to be to the pylon and low so that Andrews can get it. But also, Andrews is not one of these guys where he's a great route runner. So his release, we knew the fade, he was gonna get he was gonna get physicality at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Right. So then also the, the the double we know the double team's coming. Right. You just don't know if it's coming from so, the inside linebacker, or you don't know if it's yeah. coming from the safety. And the safety sprinted directly I, I, to
5: it. I don't know all that like th- so this would be my pushback to you, Bart. Like to to ask a young quarterback who's probably never practiced every time he's practiced that play, Mark's been the throw, right? So to ask him, here, you know this, like that number two receiver scraping on the backside to ask him in real. I just don't think he's Another comfortable thing. doing it. Um, I, I'd say the second thing is this. This this is an offense in Baltimore that has had no answer for zero blitz this year. So, right. like, to say let's drop back, well, if Green Bay, Green Bay all-out pressures you, they haven't executed well against zero pressure. So I think that – and then, Harry, again, you know this. Sometimes when you play in the drop-back pass game in the red zone – more options is a detriment because you don't necessarily – is it combo? Are they comboing two and three? Are they comboing the slot receivers? You know, where Mark, it's like, hey, we're going to sprint out. Mark, go win. You know? So so yeah, you put I, him at
0: one. That lets everybody in the stadium one, I know. So
5: confirm, he's at one. But he wasn't covered yesterday. He was dominant.
2: Here's the problem I have with it. All right, real quick. I have the problem with the non-creativity non-creati- on Greg Roma's part. Welcome. There's a million of things that you could have ran (laughs) down there in in my eyes
1: since 2019. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, and again, just to put a bow on it too, if the throw was on target, if it was at the pylon, it might have been a catch. Right. Like the throw was also. The Huntley kid played fantastic. Yeah. No, a really good performance from him. But Dan, we only have you for a few more minutes, so I I do want to ask you though about Dak Prescott. And while the Cowboys get the win against a really bad Giants team, they stink. The Giants, they, they, I mean, the whole franchise the whole place from, up. from right from yeah. everywhere. It's, it's not even the swamp anymore at MetLife yeah. that smells. It's everything yeah. there. But Bing, when it when it comes to Dak, however, the defense continues to get turnovers, continues to perform at, a, at an extremely high level. Right. What Dan Quinn has them doing makes you think, boy, they could be a real, they could be a contender. But what's up with Dak Prescott in this offense, and his offensive? why does he say yeah. they are building?
5: Yeah, there's, the, the the offense for Dallas is average. The defense is above average. That has the chance to be great, but they're depending on takeaways. Now, they're getting those takeaways. My only issue with the defense is I don't anticipate getting takeaways like that in the playoffs against an Aaron Rodgers or a playoff Tom Brady. So that's why I think they're really good. They're just not going to get those takeaways offensively. Um, so it, I think in the couple things. In the run game, they miss a guy named Blake Jarwin, their tight end, who's – when their run game struggles right now, their tight ends are getting beat. They also missed their left tackle, Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. That's our job to be honest about that. But they miss Blake Jarwin in the run game. Uh, I think they don't pull people enough. I've been on that for about four weeks now. They pulled people on offense five times yesterday. They ran the ball for 37 yards when they did it. I don't know why they're not doing it more. Kellen, their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, is my buddy. I text him all the time, like, dude, you got to keep doing this more. So he just sends me smiley emojis. Um <laughs>
1: I think It'll Dak Prescott. You, you yeah, that's a passive aggressive yeah. way of saying thanks. That's nice. I, yeah. I think the hell with Prescott, you, Dan. That's like, like saying K. Yeah.
5: I, I, hell you talking about Dan? Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott was better in the pocket yesterday. You know, he's, he struggled in the pocket here recently with his feel. He was better yesterday. I just think they're average in their pass game right now. Um, there's no consistency. There's no rhythm. There's no explosiveness. CD drops the ball too much. Dak should have had two interceptions. So I, I don't think there's anything on this offense. You sound concerned. There's nothing that scare if you are a defensive guy, is there anything in that offense that like scares you right now? Like actually when you watch Green Bay you're like what do we do with seventeen? Mm. I don't think there's anything on that offense that scares defenses right now.
0: Well, CeeDee, CD when when they were really rolling, you know, them getting the ball, his ball and hands in space, he's one of the best run after to catch yeah. you know, guys I've seen in a long time. And he plays a lot bigger than what he real you know, physically is. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't fear anything. And right. I think it starts with that running game not being as dominant as it once right. was. So, I mean, if I can, can you know, stop with a light box, I can get creative with my coverages behind. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, you know, the Cowboys are setting themselves up for failure. Because if, you, if I, you know, you talk about this defense and I feel like you agree with me a little bit. I don't think this defense is special. I think it's okay. And I think it's going to get exposed once it goes against a good outfit because they, they, they have their, their food's gold. They feel like they're better than what they really are. And I think that's going to come back to Biden because I mean, you went against Taysom Hill, you went against Heineke. Right. I mean, when they went against you know Derek Derek Carr, they got shredded. Right. right. So I think that's more like what they're going to be they're like.
5: They're just a, so dependent on the takeaway. They're just yeah. so like Indy's defense and, and when I you think don't is get really it, then, then what happens? Right. Exactly. I think Indy's defense is very good and also gets takeaways. I don't think Dallas is
1: is kind of checks both those boxes. Okay. So what they're doing is a little more high risk, uh, high reward right now. You'll get more from Darren Olasky on Get Up at eight o'clock Eastern. But right now, it's time to say goodbye to him here on this set. Dan, good to see you. Thanks so much. Later, fellas. Bye, Dan. Giving us a straight talk. brought by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So coming up, key observations are becoming HD observations, courtesy of Harry Douglas. And that is after SportsCenter. T-D-D. Third and ten, and if you've gone for it already on fourth end, they're in four-down territory from here on out. Third and ten from their own 33. Snap to Brady. Saints bring five. Brady rolls to his right. Now he throws. That's going to be picked off by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on the far side. Read it perfectly. Made the interception. And now they'll go to the Buccaneers' end zone to celebrate. And that was the call on WWL on a night. They were looking to clinch their first NFC South title since 2007. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost Pro Bowl receivers Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in the first half Sunday against the Saints. Leonard Fournette, then they lost in the second. And they were shut out for the first time in Tom Brady's tenure as quarterback. The 9-0 defeat to the Saints marked only the third shutout of Brady's NFL career with him as the starter and first since week 14 of the 2006 season. Meanwhile, in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, they clinched their division title in a 31-30 win over the Ravens. In his 14th season as Packers starting quarterback, Rodgers tied Brett Favre's franchise record, 442 touchdown passes. It's the third consecutive division title for the Packers under coach Matt LaFleur. John Daly and his son, John Daly II, they captured the PNC Championship with a final round 57 to defeat Tiger Woods and his son Charlie by two shots, Team Daly finished at 2700 for the tournament, breaking by one stroke, the tournament mark, set by Davis Love III and his son three years ago. SportsCenter brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, the show rolls on. KJM, Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott, in with you this morning. Normally, this is Key Observations. Today, it's HD Observations, and it's brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Harry Number take one.
2: Number one for me. When it came to this football weekend, the Detroit Lions. Yes, they won a game. And right now, I just got to say this. I love what Dan Campbell has instilled in this football team. Toughness, realness. You look at his coaching staff, right? You see guys like Anthony Lynn, Deuce Staley, Mark Brunel, Antoine Randallel, Aaron Glenn, Kelvin Shepard, all guys who've played in the National Football League and can relate to these players. They're playing hard-nosed. They're playing tough. And if you think the Detroit Lions are just going to be an easy win, you are mistaken. Right now they have four games already this season where they lost by a total of nine points. Mm-hmm. They had another close one against the 49ers that they lost. In the future, I think the Detroit Lions will be a contender for a playoff spot. I didn't say Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I said for a playoff spot because of their coaching staff and the in the culture that they're implementing there.
1: Heading so I the right like direction. the Detroit Lions. All right.
0: Number two.
2: Number two. The San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC West. Yes, and I'm going to say it with what? my chest. You like how that rhymes. You can't say the Rams. They already have beat up the Rams one time. They played them this year already. The San Francisco 49ers right now, they are 5-1 and one in their last six games. They've beaten teams, the Bengals, the Rams, the Vikings, teams that are actually in contention to make the playoffs right now. But what I love about this team They had the defensive line. They had the front seven. But offensively, they have a guy named Debo Samuel, Mm -hmm. who is a wild card, a star player, a guy who can do it from all over the football field. And not to mention, they have a guy in George Kittle. In the last three games, 425 yards, three touchdowns. This defense yesterday held the Falcons in the red zone to one for five. I like the San Francisco 49ers right now. They're surging at the right time, hon. Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I understand they lost last night. I understand I did not like the play call that they used for the two-point conversion. But the thing that I love about this team is their culture. Culture. John Harbaugh. As long as he's their head coach, they have a chance to win any and every game. Right? Even with a decimated, depleted roster. You look at yesterday, Tyler Huntley. Mm -hmm. Balled. Balled out. Mark Andrews. I think we need to start putting him in the discussion of these dynamic, great, wonderful tight ends. It, I don't understand why Green Bay let Mark Andrews get off the way he does. He did last night, but not just Green Bay. Every team that plays the Baltimore Ravens, because you know they're going to him. Lamar Jackson's going to him. Tyler Huntley's going to him. But the culture in Baltimore is why I have them number three right now.
0: Number four.
2: Number four. The Dallas defense. And I understand, Bart, I understand that this defense isn't, isn't bona fide. But what <laughs> attracts me to this defense is that they do something that's very hard to do in the National Football League. That's take the football away. Mm -hmm. The last three games, total 12 uh, 12 turnovers, four in each one. And if they can keep going at this rate, not saying that they're going to get a lot of these turnovers in the playoffs, because I love what Dan mentioned. You go against the Aaron Rodgers, you go against the Tom Brady, these guys probably aren't going to turn the football over and give you those looks. But if you can get one and give your offense an extra possession, then that's a bright spot. But I like Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis yesterday had an interception. I think he's been playing underrated football. Had four paths of deflections. You see what Trayvon Diggs is doing. I like that they have uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons. Healthy now. Yes, right. they're all healthy. So I like what this defense is doing. They're creating those turnovers. That's my number four. Number five. Number five. Tom Brady is sick of the damn New Orleans Saints. (laughs) If there's one team that has been his kryptonite since he's been in Tampa, it has been the New Orleans Saints defense. Mm -hmm. They can do it with their defensive line. They can do it with their linebackers. They can do it with their secondary. One thing Bart understands is that when you have playmakers at all three levels, you have a chance defensively against the greatest quarterback of all time, which is Tom Brady. But this defense has had his number, and I will say this over and over again. If it wasn't for the offense blemishing things in that playoff game last year, the New Orleans Saints would be 5-0 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are my takeaways from this football games this weekend. All right, so there
1: you have it, HD observations. Bart, do you see it clearly?
2: I do. I
0: mean, you 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 look at Tom Brady; he looks baffled. Like it's almost to the point where he just smiling. Man, you got me again, <laughs> right? And they they baited him, and it almost looks like he wants to talk to the guys. Like, hey, man, like good stuff. Like, man, like they they got his number, and like I don't know what tails they have on him, but conceptually they understand what. What Tampa's trying to do, and, and they're built to stop what they do best. I say it all the time Styles makes fights. And if you look at you know, what happened, man, th- this was just a good old fashioned ass kicking. Right, you talk about the hitting that was going on out there, man. Like, you really want to come across the middle? Oh, okay. You you got to pay two hundred dollars when you pass and go, right? Because they understand these are hard hits, and I say it all the time: big hits change games just as much as turnovers and things like that.
1: Let me ask you guys because I have a defensive player and I have a wide receiver, and the hit on Godwin for one example, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Where it, you know, you hit, you hit low, you take out the knees, you take out the legs. He's now injured. He struggled to uh he walked off the field but was in a noticeable limp didn't return to the game Mm -hmm. he was out took the receiver out and and I asked this question because what and Bart we've talked about this where you've said it I can't hit high anymore Mm -hmm. I'll get penalized if I'm trying to make a regular hit and he ducks and I hit him in the head now it's so I have to go for his legs and and Harry I've I've heard many wide receivers say this I believe Odell actually has said it as well You'd rather be hit high than hit low, which we know why they're protecting you from the high hits because of brain injuries. But yet, you as a receiver say, hit me there. I'd rather that than lose my legs.
2: Yeah, and and, and I'll tell you, uh, I went through ACL. So I had an ACL, MCL, meniscus, and a bone fracture all in one play, right? Mm. So I know what that recovery is like. So I would rather somebody hit me up high versus uh, hitting me low. There's a lot of times where guys are getting hit low. You can't really even defend yourself because you're in certain positions, right? So you're basically getting caught off guard. And i mentioned to you off air, it was a time last night where Gronk ran a slant and the safety came flying in, I believe it was Marcus Williams, and Mm -hmm. he dove at his legs, and and luckily Gronk kind of felt it a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of sidestepped, or we'll be talking about him potentially being injured right now.
0: I mean, it's like we're at that point of the season, right, where, like, I got to take the shot I got to take because there's no room for error. Right. And we lose. We lose we, either. I'm,
2: saying, I'm That's saying a lot of money getting fine. Yeah, too.
0: But what I'm saying is, if I lose our season's over with. So now I'm, if I got to send that message, I'm sending that message. And listen, we always used to have this thing like where we're not trying to we're not trying to injure you. We damn sure trying to hurt you. And if I know running, running is your thing. And, and you you want to run around here with no thigh pads and your thigh boards. I'm going to get that up out of there. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Like, I got to do what I got to do because you not being on this field is better than you being on this field. It gives me a better chance to win. Mm. So, like, this is about my teammates. This ain't about you making sure that I do what's professional, I do what's right. It's it's body blows. I'm trying to get you up out of there. Like, your elbow hurt, I'm trying to chop your elbow. Your foot hurt, I'm trying to step on your foot. Is that time of year. Anything within the, in, within the rules, I'm sending messages. I'm sending messages. And we, we heard Tom Brady early in this year. What did he say? I feel like – we're um, punishing defensive players for offensive mistakes, right? That's a Tom Brady fault. You don't want your guy to get hit like that? Don't throw him into coverage where you know I got a lurker or I got a robber coming from the other side. So that's a quarterback problem. So the reason that Godwin's hurt, or injured is for Tom Brady. He threw him into that, into that coverage, and he, got, he had to pay the penalty.
1: Great insight here, again, from both sides of the football on something that is a big part of this game. It happens, and what the mentality is this time of year. Loved it, guys. Thanks so much. All right, so coming up, we've got two NFL games today. Yes, Monday, doubleheader, but up next, we'll tell you why one of them could mean the difference between a playoff spot or not.
0: The Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Podcast.
4: Browns are a mess. And I don't just mean in the usual way that the Browns tend to be a mess. Case Keenum has also tested positive. Man, this does
2: not look good for the Browns. Biggest problem is the NFL
1: allowed the Browns to practice and then they tested after practice. Welcome back. Keyshawn J. Will Max, Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott in today. We're brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. And you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All in America's best networks. Straight talk wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Okay, with that out of the way, we do have two more games. One thing about this week is we had a game Saturday. So we had Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Now we got two games on Monday, two games on Tuesday because – The NFL moved a couple of games due to a COVID outbreak amongst some teams. And one of those games is is this afternoon. I guess you'd say it's this afternoon at 5 o'clock. And and that includes the Browns and the Raiders. And Baker Mayfield last night on his Instagram said that uh, he has no symptoms and he's hoping that he can get another negative test for COVID, which might get him available for the game today. Which he wouldn't be available to play on Saturday. Now, they have 23 players and three coaches. That also includes head coach Kevin Stefanski, who are on the COVID list. Yeah. That's a dumb I, I mean, problem. that's a lot. It also includes their backup quarterback in Case yep. Keenum, which means Nick Mullins would have been the starting quarterback yep. if Baker is, not, it, it is still not available to play. With all that said... The game was moved, and Bart, you had a problem with it from the beginning when you heard the game was going to be moved, and now you're even more of a problem with it yeah. for what reason? Because we have
0: protocols in place for that, right? It's, that's a you problem. You know What about, what about you know, the Rams last week when Jalen Rams and, and, and Higby you know, tested positive? They had to go out there and figure out a way to win. I, like 23 people, that's unfortunate, but that's why we have you know, larger practice squad uh, uh, rosters so that you can you know, make up for it. What about last year? I understand it's different because we didn't have the, vac- the vaccine, but, you know, what about the Broncos having to play with a wide receiver, right? So now what happens is you get to get whole and healthy, and I have to figure out, you know, and, and from the Raiders' standpoint, what if somebody on their squad tests positive because now the game is later than what it was supposed to be. Now, I have to change my schedule and have my team fly on a different date. We are supposed to play on Saturday. I was looking at that as an opportunity to have a long week to recover for my next opponent. I don't care about the game today. What about the next game? What about the team playing on Tuesday now all of a sudden on a short week, right? That's going to affect Other people, I shouldn't be inconvenienced because of your issues with your organization. That's a you problem, not a me problem, right? You didn't feel bad when I lost offensive lineman this year or when I couldn't play just because you have 23. That's your fault. So now last night, Sean Payton had, to, you know, the the Saints had to win without Sean Payton. So now you not only do you have opportunity to get all your players back, you have another opportunity to get your head coach back, which is a huge advantage is a huge strategic um, advantage as well. Right, So I feel like that's unfair. And I feel like the NFL should have made them play. You shouldn't inconvenience me and change my travel arrangements
1: of how I got to do as a visiting team. Now, again, Harry, the, the Raiders were actually supposed to board the team bus on Friday. And it was literally, I guess, minutes before they were supposed to yeah. board the bus, they made the decision to move the game. So back home you go. Can that mess with a team? It, how about from the Raider, from the Browns' perspective, moving the game was everything they wanted. They yeah. they need this game to stay in the playoff hunt, to stay in the division hunt. But from the Raider perspective, how does it mess with them?
2: Yeah, because uh, a lot of things that people don't know about professional athletes, we like to do things routinely. Sure we, we, we have routines. Mm-hmm. And when you have the mindset, okay, we're about to go play this football game on a certain day, so you're doing everything leading up to that point for that, for that start date. Now, the problem that I have with the NFL is that I personally thought, but I knew they weren't going to do this because they didn't want anything to affect their bottom line. I personally thought if they were going to postpone anything, it should have been the entire NFL. They should have just said, you know what, we need to step back this week. So no and, games, and then resume the following week. That, it, because yeah. because see, you can't. In my eyes, I, I, I agree with Bart. You can't just say, okay, we're going to take this team and, and and postpone their game and give them a later date because see, like that's unfair to the Raiders because the Raiders right now they're six and seven. So they're still trying to fight for a playoff Mm spot if I'm not mistaken. They lose this game, they're pretty much out out of it.
0: It's a disservice to them, right? Because they, they, listen, it's a disservice to them because. And all the other teams that had key players out, that had that had many many outbreaks, that they had they had pivotal players out. It's a disservice to them. And the reason why you can't move the game is because it's too hard for the play, for the for the people and the fans that bought tickets that scheduled time in their schedule to say, hey, I'm going to the game this day, and then they may have to go to work. So then now they lose the opportunity to go to a game that they paid their hard earned money for. And I think you look at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield wine in the NFL, seemed like they you know obliged him because he was saying. Well, well, what about the protocols? Well, that's a you problem. It's not a me problem. Listen, that's an advantage, right? The teams that are able to kind of quarantine and go into the protocol and do things the right way, if if I'm a team, I'm saying, listen, guys, I want you guys to sacrifice. I don't want nobody going out. I know that you can go out, but I don't want anybody going out. I want you to bite down for a month because we may have an opportunity to win a game that we normally wouldn't be able to win because those guys over there are undisciplined. Those guys are more are more worried about going out and being on the scene and hanging out with their girls and Surround themselves with all these people, and they are about committing to each other. So all we got to do is commit to each other, sacrifice, we, and we might look up exactly. So like you know, Cleveland is getting an opportunity, even if somebody made a bad decision. Listen, nobody knows how the outbreak happened, right? Anybody can get it, but that was their that was their reality, and now they're making it the Raiders' reality because now the Raiders got to play a team, but that they and that in, 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 in worry about okay, well, Baker Mayfield. Me personally, I don't care if Baker Mayfield plays, but I do care if uh, Kevin Stefanski is coaching because that gives me a strategic advantage that I. should to the game because my guys didn't have the
2: outbreak. And you, he brought up a, a, a big point when he, when he talked about the, the Los Angeles Rams, right? Going out there without their tight end Higby and then not playing with Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. That was big because the Cardinals. We, right, we know, yes, right before the game. Too. Right, like exactly. They and, and they still found a way to go out there and win that football game and, and be productive defensively, right? So uh, I understand where Bart's coming from. Like, I think it is a competitive advantage, where you postpone this this football game? Like, let's just say, like the Raiders did have somebody, and you well, you brought this they up They lost somebody air. already. But I'm saying, but just say, like, say Derek Carr would have would have been in that situation, like like we mentioned off air. Then now the the, the Raiders are a poop creek without a paddle.
1: Yeah, you know and, what i What if that happened even today? How uh, that changes everything certainly from the the Raiders' perspective. But you have that game tonight. That's part of the doubleheader tonight on Monday night. You also have Bears Vikings. Meh, as Bart would say, Meh. on that Meh. one. Meh. Right? Yeah, obviously, but still. Keyshawn J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn. It's Harry Douglas. It's Bart Scott in for the guys. Coming up, we got Soda Gate at the Meadowlands. Later you hear how cheap my franchise can be.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.